Hi, I'm Marcus Rouse. I don't really follow sports like that, but you are now tuned in to Students of the Game. Be informed, be entertained. Class is now in session. Welcome to another Thursday edition of Students of the Game. Dr. Joseph Gregory along with my co-host Dr. Chris Rouse in the building. Good. Dr. Justin Adams will be here in a moment. Um, yeah, man. Big week, big week ahead. But um, first, let yeah. everybody know where you can find us at in these Twitter streets. You know what I'm saying? You catch me on Twitter at JoeStuff17. And also catch the show at Student to the Game. The Shot Town. We got the Shot Town on the end of it now. Yeah, at Students to the Game, Chicago. Or at SOTG Chicago on Twitter. Facebook.com at Students of the Game Chicago. You can catch Joe on Twitter at Joe Stuff 17. You can also catch me on Twitter at King Rouse 21, K I N G R O U S E 21. Also on Instagram. Also, you can catch. Uh, oh, what's good? What's good over there, man? What's cracking? What's up? What's up? Man, we, got, we got guests in the building tonight. Yeah, that's, that's, that is Tyree, AKA Stank Duda. <laughs> Stank Duda. <laughs> yeah, he, he's joining me tonight. What's good? What's, what's, what's good, Stank Duda? We see you got the see you got the chew, the juice shirt on with Tupac. Okay? Power respect. Yeah, you already know it. You already know it. Yeah, you catch the World Class Hoops podcast on Facebook at uh, World Class Hoops podcast. Also on Twitter at WCHP Media. You can also catch the Art of the Science Boxing Podcast on Facebook at the Art of the Science and on Twitter at A-R-T-O-F-S-C-I Boxing. And the show is hosted by our good brother, Justin Adams, the realist. You can catch him on Twitter at J-A underscore the realist. He's Dr. Joseph Gregory. That's Tyree. That's Lamarie. We waiting. We waiting on Justin. And I'm Dr. Chris Rouse and we are the students of the game. So <laughs> 129, yeah. baby. Man, 129. I don't, now, I don't even know if they getting gold scars or they going to be in attention by the end of the very kids. You know, it's all good. It's all good. We're going to maintain that. I know, man. Man got, man got family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's like what Jay, what Jay the Kiss say. Without family, you ain't, you ain't wealthy. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I feel um, Today, um, jumping right into it, man. Um, you're gonna have to help me out a little bit on this. You know, I almost totally forgot that the Bulls was playing the second of the Nick games yesterday, and they lost 107 <laughs> to 103. Um, right, so I know they won the first night, and I was pretty happy about that win on Monday, but I was not happy about seeing the result last night. Knowing Julius Randle got off, so you can help enlighten me a little bit about what happened last night. Yeah, I, I'll let you in. Uh, you can catch uh, my thoughts on the Chicago Bulls video, which will air earlier on the World Class Who's oh, yeah. podcast. Promo. I actually talked about the yeah, where I talked about this game. Uh, honestly, man, last night Bulls in the early Bulls got out to a slow start. Down? See, we talking about the Bulls, man. Talking about the Bulls. <laughs> but uh, last night the Bulls got off against the, they was playing the Knicks, man. They got down seventeen in the first quarter. Honestly, man, look like the Bulls was playing some of that social distancing defense in that first quarter. Julius Randle had yeah, three. He gave Wait, he, I'm talking to him. He was like, he needed dis- distance first between him. First quarter? Well, yeah, in the first quarter. Yeah, 30, 
Really ridiculous, man. Yeah, 34-17. Julius Randle had a big game. He put up, uh, what was it, 27 points. Julius Randle, low-key having an all-star season, averaging like 22-10-6 for the Knicks. Yeah, see, he was here low-key all-star check you was talking about really. Yeah, man, he's one of them guys that probably won't make it, but he's having an all-star season. Uh, Kobe White, he's been in a serious slump. He was getting cooked by R.J. Barrett last night in the first half. Alfred Payton's been playing pretty well. He had 20 points last night. R.J. Barrett had 17, by the way. Reggie Bullock gave him nine. Uh, really, the Knicks, the Knicks did something that the Lakers did uh, when they played them two weeks ago. They just took the air out the ball. Like, when the Bulls get into these games where they got to play slow, I mean, the Bulls want to play the pace. They have problems, so... Knicks took the air out the ball. They played a Tom Thibodeau style of basketball. The Bulls did get back into it, but I mean, you get down 17 points and then you start the fourth quarter down 15. That's a tough ask of any team, especially a young team that is struggling trying to get their half court offense together and is a team that is accused of, quote, not knowing how to win, so to speak. They're trying to learn how to figure things out. So I think what you're seeing with the Bulls is you're seeing the team trying to learn how to win. And they just ran into one of those 50 50 games that didn't go their way last night. Now, I think you saw it when I wrote in the um, rundown about whatever, about my feeling with the Bulls and everything. Yeah, you know, I saw it. You know, and I don't know, you know, I have this optimism about them this year. You know, got a new GM, new coach. Oh. New directive, um, basketball operations and all this stuff. Um, couple new regime, you know, new regime, veteran pieces or whatever. So, um, shout out to um Jonathan Hood, mm-hmm. um, our good guy. You know, you know when he said that you do the games without that and everything. Yes, sir. And, shout um, out Jay Hill, also, ESPN one thousand, UIC. So it was one day. Um, we were talking about the Bulls. I think it was while they was on the West Coast trip. Yeah, might have been the time when they were playing the um, Lakers or something. Right mm-hmm. Lakers. We were just talking about like, yeah, he's just having a fun time, just enjoying them, just watching them play, mm-hmm. and just coming together and everything. So, and now you know we see those great efforts. It just seems that you know they feel like they would be overmatched against, but they actually give these contenders sometimes a real good run for their money. But we also see these blips like we have, like we had with the Oklahoma City game, giving up that big lead, you know, yeah. not closing out Portland or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, before the season, I was talking about the class where I thought the Bulls was in. And now that class has been expanded a little bit because of the injuries that have hit Miami. They're not, they're like 7 to 14 yeah. right now. And also Toronto is not off to the best start. So I'm trying to feel like right now the Bulls are eight and twelve. Yep. And I'm trying to feel like should I still be optimistic? Because like you just said, they're a young team that's learning how to win. But it's all it's also at the point like, you know, I feel like we were we were just saying they were young and ha- learning how to win. So at what point do they stop being young? <laughs> start winning some of these games that we think they, they can win with 52 games left in the season? Uh, well, honestly, uh, I mean, you just, I think that's just something we're going to have to ride out with throughout the year. And that, that's one of the things that's going to happen when it happens. I mean, the team ain't, I mean, they do get older every day, but I mean, you're not just going to see them all of a sudden get a leap in experience this year. Like one thing I did mention uh, when I did the drop early, I did mention what you said 
when you was telling me the other day, you were saying like, you know, you feel like some of these things that the Bulls are dealing with seem like old regime issues, things you saw with guard packs, things you saw with Jim Boylan as a coach, you know, blowing 18 point leads to OKC, losing 50-50 games against the Knicks after you had a very good game where you pretty much, I don't want to say handedly defeated the Knicks, but they were pretty much in control of that game. In the first quarter, they had a 100% assist to field goal ratio. And then you're seeing them in some of these games. What was happening with the Bulls is they are learning that they can't outgun some of these better teams. And when you take on teams like the Lakers, you take on teams like the Celtics, they have better offensive weapons and they're going to end up giving the Bulls all kinds of problems as we got Tyree getting active over there. <laughs> Tyree getting active yeah. over there with Joe. Very active. I lost I lost all your points or whatever. But no, um, I was saying no the Bulls, <laughs> no the Bulls just they running into better teams. They they keep trying the Bulls are trying to do what the Brooklyn Nets are doing in the sense that they're trying to pay to place, pay play to pace, and they don't have the weapons to do that. They don't really have the weapons to do that. So what you're seeing is when they go against teams that don't miss, like when they played Boston last week and Boston shot like 50% from three, or when they played the Knicks yesterday and the Knicks shot 47%, as opposed to the 42 they shot on Monday, the Bulls have a hard time beating teams that can keep pace with them offensively and teams that make them execute in the half court. As soon as you make the Bulls work for, have to work for their baskets, that's where the problems start. And a lot of that starts with the starting lineup, where there's really not a lot of structure in the half court. The most structure comes from when Thaddeus Young comes in the game. And personally, I think Thaddeus Young has been MVP of the Bulls this past week. Now, the thing about that, you said they're trying to play the pace and they don't have the personnel to do it. I figured the coach... Well, yeah, they, they don't have... Not that, I mean, not that they don't have the personnel. They don't have the they don't have enough scores. Like Zach Levine is averaging 26 a game. Kobe White is averaging 15, 5, and 4. Lowry Martin is averaging 18. They have the bodies, but they don't have three 20 point per game scores like the Nets do Kyrie and Kevin Durant. You still have but Lowry Martin and Kobe White, these better teams, you're just gonna get outgunned. It's just gonna that's just gonna be the case. You want to sit in the chair? Okay. I also was looking at the Put schedule the a little bit coming up this month. Yeah, right. You know, the Bulls have one of those schedules that look like they can make way a little bit, but it also look like they can. Uh, favorable. Yeah. Yeah. A couple Very of guys coming up with two, Orlando. Yeah. The Wizards, two, I believe, coming two up. Two against eight and four, Orlando. Yeah. The Pelicans. And then after that, you get, then after that, it get real again. You got the Clippers, Pacers, and Hornets. So take advantage of these right. up these next four if you can. Yeah, so I, I would I would hope I would like to see them do that. I want to see them do that. You know, I want to see them get over that that proverbial. Feel like it's a, you know, I feel like I don't know. It feels like the 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 bottom of that conference is to be had. As I was looking at it today, and I feel yeah. like you know, a play a playoff um birth should be in order this year, and um yeah, definitely should be some type of measuring stick about some type of success that this, this team is gonna have. Like 30 wins, little man. cluster. 30 yeah. wins, bro. 30 wins. That's 30 all wins. I want. All I want is 30, 30 wins, man. Get that 30 3 42. Right. 42. I'm cool. I'm cool with 30 wins because if you're being realistic, the Bulls are gonna be one of them teams that has to bottom out in the East. Or that or they're gonna have to make a run. They're gonna have to choose soon. You're gonna make a run or you're gonna bottom out. I mean, right now bottom. the Bulls are 11. You say bottom out, you, start, up a, you may be becoming a seller, you mean impossible. 
No, not necessarily a seller. I mean, just one of those teams where it's like, okay, our season is we're not one of those teams that where it's like, okay, we're not going to the playoffs. So how do we prepare for next year? You know, how do we how do we prepare for the offseason? Lowry Markin is gonna be a free agent. So what are you gonna do with that? You got you got contracts in Felicio and Cornette that will be expiring. I mean, the Bulls do have other guys next season, like Zach Levine's contract is up next season. Uh, Thaddeus Young's contract will be up next season. So if you're the Bulls, I think at some point this year, either you make a run or you bottom out and you start preparing for the preparing for next for your run for next season. Because I mean, if you think about where the Bulls are right now, they're 11th. They're eight and 12. They're 11th place. Yet they're in this weird spot where they're only like a game out of eighth. So <laughs> you're only yeah, a game like out of eighth, but you're in 12th place. Yeah, right. so <laughs> so are you gonna sorry, have a streak 11th, to get in this? Knicks and the Raptors. Are you gonna have a streak to get up out of this? So it's kind of crazy. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's it's gonna come down um, to what it's gonna come down to a streak for the Bulls. <laughs> hopefully, they'll get a high streak to get into this. Um, I'm a, let's be real though. If they make the playoffs, do you really want to see them in the first round against maybe a Philly, <laughs> Milwaukee, or Brooklyn? Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to see the Bulls in that for four for four game four to seven. I mean, you got to get in there sooner or later. That's true. That's true, but I mean... I don't know if they just going to make a leap going from Burview or what, 11 to 12th every year straight to the 5 or 6th spot where they can avoid some of those teams. But, you know, I mean, they got to get, like you say, young. So you got to get the playoff experience somewhere. Most of the time, that's how you get those playoff lumps. Going up against the um, upper echelon of the juggernauts of the... um, Top tier teams of the conference right now. Hey, it's Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Boston, Philly, and Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia and Boston right now. So, yeah, Indiana's another team you could throw in there. They're a little different, even uh, since the Oladipo trade. But uh, Demontis Sabonis is having an amazing season this year. So is uh, Malcolm yeah. Brogdon. Miles Turner's leading the league in blocks. I think he's leading the block, leading the league in blocks, but like almost a block a game. So. You know, Indiana has the talent. I, the thing with Indiana, I like Indiana, but I just think Indiana's going to fall, unless Karis LeVert gets back on the court this year, I just think Indiana's going to fall into the same trap they've been falling into the past few years, where they're going to get to the playoffs. They, they'll make it to the playoffs, but when they get there, man, I'm not expecting them to really do too much. Okay. Um, the MVP race. Oh, yeah. The MVP race. We went down right now. Cool did, it, in. did a drop did on that earlier too. Did another drop did on that. Drop on it early. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't. Nah, I, I did mentioned you in that too. Actually, I mentioned you in that too. Actually, oh, you mentioned me. I'm, well, I might <laughs> hey, go you, listen to it. You all were. I you did. World classed out today. You world classed out uh, yeah. today, bro. Wait, you got all types wait, of. Wait. <laughs> you know I shared you, but I didn't know I was mentioned. I'm about to go back and listen to that. Like, like baby, listen, listen out for my name. Yeah, man. You talking about when I when I talk about Nikola Jokic? I mentioned you. You and Luke. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Luke on primetime sports. You know, great minds think alike. You know, yeah, y'all... whatever we got to do to try to keep some, some type of world-class opinion that you can oh, use for your world-class podcast, you know, we always do that. But back to this MVP race, because, you know, you know, I've been, I, I've been sketching. I don't know if it, I've been illustrating. I've been thinking. <laughs> I've been jotting stuff down about these. You jotting? I was jotting. You've been jotting? Okay. I was jotting. Yeah, I heard you jotting. Yeah, jotting, not jogging. Jotting. I, heard you. I, I, heard had you. A hot, I had a hot <laughs> cup of dough early this morning and I just began to jot. <laughs> Joe and Joe. Morning, jotting. Joe. 
The Morning Joe. The Contenders. Joel Embiid. I wish Justin was here because I know that's his favorite. Yeah, Joel Embiid is averaging 28 and a half points a game. Average 11 rebounds. He's shooting 84% from the line. 54% from the field, 42% from three right now. Philadelphia 16 and six. And he's averaging like like just under three blocks and like under like 1.3 blocks or something like that. Because I know he's not averaging two blocks. It's like a block. Yeah, it's a block and a half. Block yeah, something 1.4. Like 1.4. 1.4. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. Then you got Jokic. Shout out to Yeah. Jokic averaging just under 27 a game, just under 12 rebounds a game, about eight and a half assists, shooting 83% from the line, 57% from the field, 38% from three. 38 from three. Yeah, 38 from three as a big man is beautiful. That's beautiful wow. numbers. We talking about a dude that's seven feet. And it's not, and honestly, it's not very fleet of foot. Like Nikola Jokic, man. <laughs> Nikola yeah. Jokic is like, he like a bull in a china shop where he has the ball and he tries to move. But like his shot is pure. Like he has that high release with the perfect wrist snap. Like it, it's just a great shoot. It's just a great shot for a big dude. I mean, just an assist and a half away from averaging triple double with the shoot. Yeah. And he led the league about a month ago. Denver right now, his team is 12 and 8 right now, fourth in that jumbled up West. Mm-hmm. Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. Stephen Curry. On TV right now. On TV right on now. On TV right now. On TV. They literally just, they just had the hero. They literally just yeah. had the hero shot on him a second ago. There he is right there. Oh, yes, the, okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Live looking right there. 95-93 Warriors. 95-93 Warriors. Yeah, Steph Curry right now averaging just over 28 a game, just under six boards a game, just over six assists. He is shooting 92% from the line, mm-hmm. 46 from the field, 41% from three. Wait, 40 what from the field? 46% from, he's like about a tenth away from 47%. Okay. Shout out Chris Middleton, 40, 50, 50, 40, 90. Yeah, 50, 41% from three. Yeah. Golden State right now is 11 and 10. They are ninth in the West. LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron James, 25 points a game, just under eight rebounds, averaging seven and a half assists, shooting 49% from the field, 40% from three. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Mm. The sniper. Most complete score K- in the league. I mean, KD sniper. Most complete score in the league. Just under 31 a game. Yep. Seven and a half rebounds. Five assists here. Yep. Shoot 87% from the line. Yep. 55% from the field. 45% from three. Okay. I mean, that's just marksmanship. Yes, it is. I mean, he's having a great year. Barely off bit. the Achilles. Off the Achilles. Yeah, <laughs> off, off the Achilles. Barely bit. Yes. 34. He's just under 35 again. Just under, just 35. under 35. Do you see what I mean with the Kobe? Do you see what I mean with the Kobe note with the Kobe stuff now? <laughs> y'all see me? Do y'all see what I, mean, I was saying last year? <laughs> this dude is going above and beyond to say the Wizards. But that magic is not working out in his favor. No. I mean, save it is not. I, mean, I didn't even want to. Look, you know how I put everybody else record up there? I just say it, Bradley, but I didn't even put their record up there. Five and, th- five and 13. 
I don't want to put it up. Five and thirteen. I do it. I do it. Last in the east. Five and thirteen. I got Jonathan Mitchell running out the list, and he he only averaging twenty three points a game right now. But Utah's doing great. He's averaging four points, almost five assists a game. He shouldn't play for three this year. Donovan Mitchell is my last one, unless you got another one that you want to add on. Uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard okay. in Portland. Okay. Um, I noticed you didn't mention any Clippers, but I think I know why. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I noticed you didn't mention Clippers. I, I, I know mean, why. I, I, it's, it's, it's obvious why. I, I know you're probably going to bring this back to Paul George not trying to win championships or something like that. But it's no. like, how do you how do you differentiate who's more valuable on that team? They both got, like, the same numbers. <laughs> like, they got, like, the same numbers, man. It's like... I mean... And, and that's that's not now that's something that you be kind of that you were saying last year as far as with Anthony Davis and Davis LeBron, and LeBron. Yep. So, <laughs> and guess what? So, I ain't saying that this year for LeBron. <laughs> I ain't saying that for LeBron this year. Z. So what do you think is gonna happen now? We talk about a guy like Kevin Durant and his numbers, and now you have James Harden. You think James Harden is gonna take some of those MVP votes away from him? Or oh, Kevin I think it's four, take I think some of those four, MVP votes away from him. Yeah, I think it's foregone conclusion that Kevin Durant won't win it because, I mean, Kyrie Irving's averaging like 28. And then James Harden's leading the league in assists. How do you differentiate who's more valuable on a team that has three guys? Honestly, numerically, James Harden is averaging like 24 and 11. The numbers tell me he's the most valuable player. <laughs> I'm just saying, the numbers say he's the most valuable considering he leads the league in assists. So it's how do, you, how do you differentiate who's more valuable on Brooklyn? For the Lakers, um, honestly... I think LeBron has taken a step forward. Uh, his assists have dropped, but I feel like you could attribute that more to uh, Dennis Schroeder. But on at the same time, Anthony Davis's numbers have dropped. Anthony Davis was averaging like 22 points. He was averaging 27 last year, 26 last year. He's he's less than that. Mm-hmm. So I think I think LeBron's case is going up. Uh, in the case of Donovan Mitchell, I don't have him in mind because Utah has too many weapons. Same with the uh, like they got like five guys averaging like 10 a game. Same with Denver. Denver got like six people averaging 10 a game. But you can mention, you can do that. But with Denver, you could say that's part of Jokic. Jokic's effect of, lead, of having eight assists. And then at one point, he was leading the league in assists. So you could say that for Jokic. Um, who else you had in there? Bradley Beal. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you right now. If it was up to me, Bradley Beal would get the – he would have my vote. Bradley Beal has my vote. If you could give it to individual player, team record be damned. But since we can't do that, LeBron, I got LeBron, man. I got LeBron at the MVP, man. And 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 the reason why I won't say Joel Embiid, I'm gonna tell you why I won't say say like a Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Uh, for Embiid, I, I can't ignore Ben Simmons, man. 13, eight, and eight. 13, eight, and eight is good. I know Ben Simmons ain't scoring, but like eight and eight, he's doing all the dirty work with the assists and the rebounds. And Jokic, I think numerically should be the MVP. But once again, like, that Denver team is stacked. Like, Jamal Murray's playing well. Michael Porter came back from injury. Gary, Gary Harris's numbers are down, but he's still averaging 10. Paul Millsap is averaging, like, 8 or 9. Jamichael Green is giving them 10 off the bench. It's like, it's a lot of dudes on Denver averaging, like, 10 or 11 or something like that. So it's like, and once again, I know it's like Jokic's assist, but when I look at that individually and, like, all the starters are averaging 10 a game, it's like, it's like, Really? Is it really Jokic? You know, I mean, how stacked is the, the Lakers? That's that's He's true too. That's that's a good point too. But once again, what was the narrative all going into the bubble last year? 
What was the MVP going narrative? The last going, in, going into the bubble, what was the MVP narrative? It was a, between three people, but who was the name you was hearing the most getting the all? Oh, yeah, that's the dude getting the that should get the MVP. His own teammate last said, year? Yeah, going into the bubble. Before the Sorry, bubble, before the restart, before the restart, it was LeBron, LeBron, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. It was those three guys. And then Anthony Davis even said LeBron should get MVP. That was the big narrative: LeBron winning MVP. So I just think that's that that was the narrative going into the bubble last year. But I'm just going by what I'm seeing through the first twenty this year. But what I'm saying is, no, what I'm trying to say is that that MVP that overdue MVP narrative is still hanging there for LeBron from last year, especially with the performance he had in the finals. And then when you watch the Lakers play. The game he had against Atlanta the other night, I was like, man, I was watching that. I was like, LeBron got to have like 12 or 15, 12 to 15 assists. He only had nine. <laughs> I was like, just the things LeBron does that like even he don't get statistical credit for. He doesn't get statistical credit for. It's like LeBron made that play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like when I watch the Lakers. And play. also, I want to <laughs> a shout out and also get, want to get credit where credit is due. You know, we got on this guy about his health and his condition last year. Joel Embiid, yes, he's played every game this year. Yeah, he has played and every game he, this year, and he's and dominated I, for most for the most part. He's been playing. Yeah. He's been playing. He's been playing some some very good ball. So, you know, mm. I know Ben Simmons is doing what he's doing, but I mean, Joel Joel Embiid has been still doing what he's been doing inside and doing it outside with forty two percent from three. But he has been taking it inside and. Taking that challenge of being every night, looking like a real leader out there. Yeah, and he had that one game. He had like forty six points, and I remember, I don't remember if it was this year or last year. Where I was like him, or I know this year I picked Dame. I said Dame was my MVP pick, but I can't remember if it was this year or last year. Where I was like Joel Embiid should definitely be in the hunt. Now I might have been a year. I think it was last year. I might have been a year early, but he, hey, he in it this year, man. He's having a great season. Stephen Curry, I mean, that's another guy. I mean, the Warriors are falling to ninth, so. Right now, I mean, he deserves it, but that's gonna hurt him for a minute with Wiseman being out. And like I said, we're still so very young into the season. Yeah, we still got fifty games left. These are just the guys that I think just getting out there for the first start of the first, you know, first quarter poll or whatever, putting their names mm-hmm. there to be mentioned. So it's gonna be a wild, wild race. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see how it shapes out. Yeah, man. Um, how about Jalen Brown? How about Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown is somebody that can, can emerge in that. He definitely somebody. You know, him or Tatum. Yeah, shout, shout out my guy Sean Dixon. He said Jalen Brown. Uh, I can't say Jalen Brown. I really can't say anybody on Boston, especially not Jalen. Not especially Jalen Brown, but I really can't say anybody on Boston. Uh, because Tatum, I can't say Tatum because he's been out. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's been playing great. But I feel like if, you, if I say Jalen Brown, I feel like I got to say Marcus Smart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because Kimba's been out all year. Now, Smart's going to miss his time. Now, with that captain. No, I know. Exactly. And then Marcus Smart, with Kimba out, he gave him versatility at the as the, the point guard and a guy that could score. And also, his defensive versatility was something that I thought was very valuable to Boston this season. Yeah, like, a, also, the calf injury now was Smart. So, we'll see exactly really how valuable he yeah. was to the team and not being that now. You say you say you would exactly. have LeBron right now. Yeah, if I, if I if I if you told me to pick right now who I think would win, I think it would be LeBron. If you if you ask me personally who I'd like to see win it, Bradley Beal. Numerically, I think it should go to Jokic. 
If you're talking numbers, it's Jokic. I mean, it's Jokic yeah, no, for numbers. You make, don't, don't make Keller mini, man. I just asked for one answer. You just gave me, All right. Gave I'm me just telling you. I'm telling uh, you. Your heart. Person, in China. My heart. Eastern Standard My heart China. is Bradley Beal. <laughs> my heart is Bradley Beal, man. My heart, it should go to Bradley Beal if you're talking individual performance. But no, I think it'll go to LeBron. LeBron right now. Right now, I'm going 20 games in. I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. Look at you. You don't even. I'm going to go with MB. I'm going to go with MB. <laughs> barely. I'm going with MB barely over Jokic. Wow. But I'm going with Jokic barely over. Um, I mean, the, the efficiency of the sniper. I mean, I'm this guy. I mean, the efficiency of the sniper. It's like he's walking around with this little folding rifle and he's just up, unloading in game. Just so he. 11 to 13 the other night. I mean, you only need 13 shots to put up 28. Yeah. He's a sniper. But wait, why um, Embiid though? Why Embiid over everybody? Was that who you talking about with the why Embiid? Why you got him over Yoki's? Why are those your two finalists? Um, I just like, I just like, I like the durability. You no, know, availability is your best ability. I like both of them yeah. guys being available every night. And also right now with the way the schedule being being available every night and also being very consistent, playing at a very high level for the most part in most of these games that I watched them play. Yeah. Like all season long. I mean, they really- You know what I like? I fell off at all. What's up? I, re- I really like that we got two big men going for MVP again, man, because like, <laughs> it's been a while, man. It's been it's like, like, it's like they've been, it's like they've been dinosaurs last- or something. 15 years. Very LeBron and LeBron and guard. Yeah. LeBron and Curry's the Hardens. You know, Giannis stepped in the last couple of years, but yeah. talk about those traditional, those fives back in it. That's speaking of Giannis. Speaking, speaking of Giannis, what's his chances on three peating being the uh getting being the first guy to three peat the MVP since Larry Bird, the third. He'd be the he'd be the uh fourth if he did it, because Bird, Russell, and Will have done it. So if Giannis could do it, he'd be the fourth to three-peat. But what's your thoughts on him three-peating? I mean, he's still going to have a chance in there. I mean, he's, yeah. You know, like I said, it's 50 games left. You know, he's got a nice supporting cast around him to help him get to that goal. Um, Holiday and Augustine, Forbes, um, the, the, the new acquisitions that they have on that perimeter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we know Giannis can do the um the regular season MVP excellence. I think it's going to be much harder for him this year just because the fact that Kevin Durant and Steph mm. Curry, those are two guys that wasn't here, that are back. Exactly. You know? So I think it's going to be much tougher. Also, you throw in Jokic and Embiid, I think yeah. it's going to be kind of tough for Giannis. I don't see him doing it this year, but who knows? He might go off for the next 50 games. We'll see. I, I think we're going to see two instances of voter fatigue. We're going to see Voter fatigue against Giannis plus uh, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. They're playing a mate like Chris Middleton. Like I said, I would throw the I throw the cape on for Chris Middleton this year. Like you know how the past few years he's made the All Star game and it's all oh, he only in there because Milwaukee went in first. Like nah, this year I totally throw the cape on to get him to the All Star game. Much like I'm gonna throw it on for Bradley Beal. I'm gonna throw it on for Bradley Beal and Chris Middleton. <laughs> and then Drew Holiday's having a great year. So I, I just think Giannis, I think you're going to see voter fatigue against Giannis, and then you're going to see the total opposite, meaning like, oh, yeah, he's overdue for MVP in favor of LeBron. So that's what I got. Well, that's what I think. Well, 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 let's segue to the All-Star talk a little bit. As you see the first fan returns in 
for the um starters for the all-star game, you know, the fan vote is 50% and the media is 25% and the players are the other 25%. But right now, the first look at the fan, the fan vote, Bradley Bill is the, the leading vote getter for the guards. As he should be. He's, as he so should he, be. It doesn't look like he'll have any um <laughs> don't like he's gonna have many problems this year. Hey, you know? I'm not I'm not a Bradley Beal fanboy. I just want justice to be served. My man was snubbed, nasty, majorly snubbed in a nasty way last year at the All-Star game. And it's like, I just want justice to be served, man. Get that man into the All-Star game, bro. <laughs> man, all, all NBA or something. Like, <laughs> something, man. Now, <laughs> man. right now, the first the first um, round of fan voting have him and Kyrie Irving starting in the backcourt with KD. And Giannis and Joel Embiid in the front court in the East, and in the West right now, the back court would be Steph Curry and Luka the Don, mm-hmm. and the front court would be LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and the clock himself, Kawhi Leonard would be in the front. Um, so, of those ten, of those ten, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead, ask your question. Go ahead, I ask. Yeah, I basically was going to say, um, how do you feel about those ten? Do you agree with it? And who would you want to have in? Yeah, I'd like to see Paul George maybe a little bit higher. They got Paul George in this thing as a front court player. Right now, I'm looking Paul George is fifth in the boat right now behind Anthony Davis. Uh, it really wouldn't matter where you put Paul George because I it really don't matter where you put Paul George because I don't have him starting. I got a <laughs> I think it should be Dame and Steph in the backcourt, and then I will switch. Uh, I guess you could go with Kawhi, but I would probably switch Anthony Davis in there. Either either one is good with Anthony Davis or Kawhi. And then in the East, well, Trey Young. That'd be Bradley Beal and Trey Young. And then the three. Yeah, Trey Young over Kyrie. Trey Young over the show. Over the show, stopping Kyrie Irving. Trey Young there. I go with Trey Young. For the simple fact, Trey Young has actually been on the court. He's actually been playing games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kyrie's been out. Kyrie just came back. Uh, yeah. James Harden. James Harden, I think, will get in. I think he'll get in as a vote-in. Not as a vote-in, as a uh, reserve. And honestly, I think that's going to be a little tough for Zach Levine, man. That's a tough yeah, That's a tough, uh, That's a a tough. tough of guards to climb, man. Like Bradley Beal, think- Trey Young, Jalen Brown. That's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be a big stretch of games right here in this month with Zach Levine to show the coaches that he really deserves his spot right now. Zach Levine is fifth in the East in the voting. Harden yeah. is three. Yeah. Jalen Brown is fourth. And then Zach Levine is fifth ahead of Trey Young, who is six. And Trey is six. So, Trey is six, too. Yeah, so I like the year that Zach Levine is having. But as I say, we're going to have to see how these coaches and um, players are going to feel about it. Like they're going to hold the fate, his fate in his hands. Again, yeah. Yeah, is that... Zach Levine, Zach Levine, yeah, he, 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 on the outside looking in. Like, it's a few guys on the East. Trey Young, definitely. Trey Young and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal should be the leading vote getter, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> he, he is the leading vote getter. No, I mean overall. He should overall, be the overall, okay. overall leading vote getter, in my opinion. If it was really based off performance, it'd be Bradley Beal. But I think Bradley Beal, Trey Young, Kyrie's gonna get in. James Harden, I think he's gonna get in. Jalen Brown should get in. Colin Sexton is the ooh, I don't know. <laughs> that's the one I don't know, man. That's the yeah, one I don't know was, about Zachary. You no, know, you start looking at that's what I'm saying. When you start looking back, when you get to these coaches, 
and they're gonna be the ones controlling the reserve votes. Yeah. You get down to a Colin Sexton and a Zach Levine, you know what I'm mm. saying? They might exactly the record, you know, the games played against each other. That's stuff that's gonna be really big coming down the script. You know, look at that. You know, you look at some of these four. How about exactly. Gordon Hayward, the years he's had? Yeah, he's, still, so, he's, yeah. Still, he's having a DC year. He's having a DC year, but he's still pretty down there in the vote or whatever. You know, I think you know Tatum yeah. probably gonna get in. We gotta tell him. No, I don't care what the doctor said. We gotta tell him now. Part of the Suns, AOTS, the realest boxing podcast in these internet streets. This is our block. Now you're gonna get down or you're gonna lay down. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. The videos are on the YouTube and Facebook page. Audio, you're gonna hear that on Google and Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. No, no, no. Rough on him now. No, he needs to know. Okay. He's always crying. Tough luck. Come kick it with the realist every Friday. Follow me at JA underscore the realist at Art of Side Boxing. That's A-R-T-O-F-S-C-I Boxing. That's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Now, you either get down or you lie down. What's it gonna be, sunshine? Hey, what's up? This is a guy named Jeff, and I need y'all to make sure y'all stay tuned in to Students of the Game with Chris Rouse, Joseph Gregory, and Justin Adams. Yeah, so... You know, I'll be going with, I would say, you know, just to see the big man come back, man. It's good to see the, see the big man come back. And um, yeah, I would say, I don't think this is the You was, was mentioning Bam Adebayo. Oh, yeah, you you oh, also were yeah. saying Bam Adebayo for the, for the All-Star game, yeah. Him and Gordon yeah. Hayward, how they was having a good season this year, too. Yeah, but I think Bam's going to be a little bit on shadow just because of Miami's just like a dumpster fire down there. I mean, I don't know what's going on. They're missing all kind of games with injuries, all kind of COVID things going on. So, yeah. yeah. And they lost Drogic today for three to four weeks. Wow. So, yeah, that doesn't help. So, so, so no yeah. hero. So, no hero, no Butler, no Drogic, <laughs> and no no Avery Bradley. So, you pretty much lost your identity if you're Miami, yeah. with the exception of Duncan Robinson. Definitely missing a lot of um, pieces right now. And Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, they just ruled him out for the year yesterday, too. Myers Leonard. For the year? Yeah, he's out for the year. He's What's having surgery. Now? Surgery. Mm. I think it was the, I forgot if it was the elbow or the shoulder, but I know he's having a surgery. He's having a surgery. No, he's having surgery. Well, yeah. So tough times for um, Miami, but yeah, that's how we feel about the All Stars right now and everything. So. Yeah. The next, we'll see. We'll revisit this topic probably when it yeah. the next uh, roll of fan vote. I know what now, I want to say real quick. I know oh, what I want to say. I want to say about uh Gordon Hayward. Uh, he's having a decent year, but I think he's overshadowed by Lamelo. And on top of that, man, it's kind of hard for me to put. It's kind of hard to justify putting anybody from Charlotte in over some of the other guys we've named. Okay. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I have. Um, now to the big game, Super Bowl 55 this weekend. Yeah. Um, man, just the, the, the real passing of the tort, the quarterbacks. Man, first yeah. home team, first team to have a game in their own stadium. It's just man, it's just this is it, man. Stop power with yeah, man. Brady and Holmes, you got Gronk, you got Kelsey, you got Tyreek Hill, you got 
Antonio Brown. I'm about to say, and we ain't even got some guys that might not play, like Antonio Brown and Sean McCoy. McCoy. (laughs) A lot of guys that might not play. Le'Veon Bell, you know what I'm saying? Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) So, yeah, man. You know... You know, I was in a, I was, I was just jotting stuff down. I was, I, I was drinking, <laughs> I was drinking. Joe was drinking some Joe and just jotting, Joe and jotting, just jotting, all, all, just jotting, just jotting, just jotting all day. You know, so I think we're gonna be seeing a very, very highly contested game. Now, I make it. I, I made cases for everybody. Made cases for both teams. You know, made cases for both. Teams. <laughs> I saw. You know, I saw the way you wrote this into the show. You really did. You really did make cases for everybody. Make cases for both teams. Now, you know, Kansas mm-hmm. City is the favorite. You know, of course, they beat Tampa Bay earlier this year, November 29th, 27, 24. Mm-hmm. Shout out Chris Spencer. He smoked me in fantasy that week. <laughs> I bet he did. Yeah. He's a Tyreek Hill owner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know he had Tyreek Hill. <laughs> So I was just looking at everything, and I just thought about why Kansas City, why, why I think Kansas City, I, now, the reasons why, the, this is what Kansas City would have to do to win the game, I feel like. And I feel like after this, after, you know, we saw what happened in the first game. We saw what Tyree, we saw Tyree Hill run wild. Now, Ty Bowles would be crazy to leave Carlton Davis <laughs> by himself on the yeah. island with Tyree Hill this time. I think he knows that. So I'm expecting Tyreek Hill to get a lot of attention. And I'm expecting to see a lot of Travis Kelsey uh, doing this thing underneath on those raps. You know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah. who Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is. I don't know what their plan is for Kelsey, but I know they don't want to give up the home run ball again to um, Hill. So I expect Kelsey to have this well in 10 to 15 yard in, in, in intermediate routes right in the middle of the field. Also, with the tackle situation, being what it is for Kansas City, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a slight uptick in the running game for Kansas City. Kansas City ran the ball 24 times against um, Cleveland. They ran it 25 times against Buffalo. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. to see this number maybe approach 30 just to help protect those tackles a little bit. Not have yeah. Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul just flying off the edge all the time and not honoring the one. Now, defensively, in Kansas City, you know, I think the sudden pressure is what bothers Brady. You know, Chris Jones, hmm. I think Chris yeah. Jones needs to have a, a he can be disruptive in the running game, he can also be disruptive in the passing game. So, I think he can be a huge factor in this game, as well as the man that's going to be really playing chess with Tom Brady all day, which is Tyron Matthew, Mr. Honey Badger himself. Yeah, you know, with the great Honey quarterbacks, Badger? you don't want to you don't want to tip off what you're doing too early to the great quarterbacks. You don't want to get them the answers to the test prematurely, you know, in exactly. these type of situations. So it's going to be interesting to see. Tyrod Matthew trying to disguise what he's doing before the snap and then doing what he's actually doing during the snap. Is he really just trying to lay off and act like he's not coming? And all of a sudden, coming with a blitz, late blitz up the middle or late blitz off the slot 
or just acting like, you know, I'm not encouraging nobody, but being able to fall off and receive a reading time, Brady's eyes or whatever, being in places where he ain't supposed to be, that cat and mouse game between the safety and the quarterback. The time Brady does know, he's already seen him one time. Interesting to see how they go back to that first game film, how they use this extra week of preparation to differentiate from what they was doing when they first faced each other. I think when you go going into the Super Bowl, man, I already said I already said a few weeks ago, my pick is Kansas City 3328. Mm-hmm. My pick is Kansas City 3328. But like when you're talking Kansas City, like just so many weapons on offense, like Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Nicole Hardeman, mm-hmm. uh, all the other guys, like Pat Mahomes just can find at, in a pinch, just on the, him, Pat Mahomes himself, getting out the pocket, making plays, making pocket, making plays with his legs. I just think Kansas City's offense is too strong, especially against Tampa Bay, who's having some problems with the secondary. Whitehead was out. I remember Whitehead hurt the shoulder. And then they had, who was that, that, who was that that missed the Green Bay game for Tampa Bay? No. He Whitehead missed the second half. Right, why he got hurt? Was it, uh, was it Dean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't Dean. Dean played. No, nah, uh, somebody. I know somebody by the end of the game, Winfield Jr. I know by the end yes. of the game, both of the safety hurt. Yeah, so yeah, like they had they had secondary issues, and like you're going up against a Kansas City team that, and you and I both said it, you literally could spot this team points, and it might not matter. Like, the Houston Texans found that out last year. You can spot the Kansas City Chiefs points, and it won't make a difference. 24. They spot them 24 last year, end up getting sent yeah. home. Buffalo spotted them nine. And Buffalo, Buffalo really didn't score again until it didn't matter after that. So, it was – so, the thing about Kansas City is this, they're so strong on both sides of the ball. But, once again, you're going up against Tom Brady, man. You're going up against arguably the GOAT. Like, he's very – he knows how to dissect you. He's very patient. I think the only reason this game ain't going to see a score in the 40s is because in the Super Bowl, peak players tend to be nervous. And it's going to be a feeling out process. But Kansas City is my favorite to win. Got my home time. Brady nervous? Them guys? I want to see who is going to not, not necessarily them. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Not necessarily them. Yeah, all the guys around them. <laughs> right. Now... For everybody that want to know, should they place a bet on Tampa Bay? Should they actually place? Yes, they should. And this, and, and I would tell you why you should place a bet on Tampa Bay. You know why? This is remember, what Tampa Bay has for them going in. Huh? Brady, Brady ain't gonna be nervous. Remember, he told all them, "Don't what y'all crying for? Don't be cheering. We ain't done yet." <laughs> exactly. you know, he, he's, he's got that experience, you know. But yeah. reasons Tampa Bay can win this game. Because they are hot. Yeah. Because they are yeah. peaking at the right time. Remember yeah. the last time they played Kansas City is the last time they lost the game. <laughs> After they hey. lost the game, they went into the bye, and they had the four games coming out the bye. And I was like, eh, that's kind of lackluster. Minnesota. Yeah. Two games with Atlanta, Detroit. And even if they first playoff game, maybe slightly better than those four teams. Washington. Wait. Well, you said Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. So two teams that have new coaches. Washington doesn't have a name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, have names. I mean, they got more talent than they do at do a name. But 
looking at those five uh. teams, <laughs> so when you saw Tampa Bay beat those teams and you thought about what they had already done up until that point in the year, when you saw them come up short against the Rams and being swept by the Saints and losing to the Chiefs, you're like, okay. That ain't really I'm, still listening. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm looking like, you know, you're like that ain't really too much. That ain't that ain't, that ain't like they those ain't world beaters you just beat, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly. a nice it's it's you won five in a row. Washington was a playoff game, they got a defense and everything, but it wasn't like a real gaunt. Yeah. When they went down to New Orleans, and they were down 20 to 13 in the third quarter. And Antoine Winfield changed everybody's fortunes when he took when he treated Jared Cook with a trip to the strip club, everything has changed. <laughs> everything has changed. This team is hot. I was, you know, the picking at the right time. And then one of the keys to all of this has been that red zone defense, especially yeah. in the playoffs. Against the Saints in the Packers, six trips to the end zone for Breeze and Rodgers. He got three touchdowns. Got three I, I, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers now, hadn't have made it, I, I think if Aaron Rodgers hadn't have made his mind up, Green Bay might be in the Super Bowl, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Green Bay, yeah. if it was yeah. a fifth, we'd all be drunk, I know. That's right. <laughs> I can show you, I can show you the bottle my tablet leaning up against. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying. Now, man. I also know that, you know, we also know that Kansas City is a quick strike um offense that can strike from anywhere on the field. So, you know, the red zone might be a mute point for them. But I'm expecting that Tampa Bay is going to sort of try to lay back, maybe try to make Pat Mahomes, you know, go to 10-11 play route instead of trying to mm-hmm. go to 4-5 play route. Go to 10-11-12 play route. And if that's the case, which I think it will be, then the red zone is going to come into play. And we're going to see how – but, like, we, we know that – all the answers Kansas City has on offense, also mm-hmm. with the beautiful mind that is Andy Reid, you know. So that's going to be a big battle that I'm trying to see that Tampa Bay has been very doing very well doing this streak in this playoff run to help them win. Hey, also, if Tampa Bay, hey, if Tampa Bay want to impress me with that goal line defense, stop Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes when he do that damn shovel pass. It's like a dead oh. giveaway. It's like a dead giveaway almost every time he's gonna do that shovel pass, man. <laughs> he do they do that shovel pass on like almost every third and goal, bro. I mean they get these guards, I mean they get they these guards like and stuff pulling, man. They get these exactly. guards and right. tackles pulling, man. Giveaway. You know, man. It's like the every turnovers. third down, every third and goal is like they pull out that damn shovel pass. I like it, but it's like, how has nobody stopped this shit? I mean, man, a <laughs> lot of answers, man. Like yeah, you, the division. That's the defending champs. How is this? How is this not in the in the game field? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> you're, you're worried about other things. They got you worried about other yeah. things. Yeah, that's true. Hey, and then of course, over. also, also the goal is to keep them from getting to the goal line too. So I can understand that, that too. That too. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, I can get that. <laughs> I mean, the Buccaneers. Well, Buccaneers are pirates, and they've been taking the ball away. They've been hijacking the ball from people. Yes. I jacked it from Rogers a couple of times. I jacked it from Breeze. They gonna need to get a tip. You know, Kansas City seems like when they whenever Kansas City has a turnover, it's almost like it's their fault. Like they give away some gifts, like the Harmon Muff against Buffalo or whatever. You know, so they gonna have to find a way to get some gifts out this Kansas City offense. How <laughs> good is good? Yeah, they gonna have to get some. They gonna have to. Find a way to take the ball away from this Kansas City offense or special teams. 
And like I also told you, like I've been telling you, they need an extra possession in this game. Kick that onside kick in the middle of the game yeah. when nobody expecting it. You need yeah. extra possession. These people are too, too, it's too much. And also, offensively, Tampa Bay, they started doing what Brady likes a lot with the two mm. tight ends. We got two yeah. very good tight ends with Grant Cameron mm. Bray, who was already there before he got hey. there. Is Cameron Brait is Cameron Bray really great or does he just have a good quarterback? Because <laughs> I feel like Cameron Brait been like a decent tight end for years. Just decent. Yeah, I think he, I think he's yeah. He's I mean, if he was decent with Jameis Winston, I mean, what you expect to be with with with, with uh, Tom Brady? I mean, yeah, that's the ball. So, but I'm just um, saying, like, I'm just saying, like, sometimes who that quarterback is can make you better. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I mean, when the ball well, like, is he. I was like, is he really great, or did Brady is Brady making him look good, and also having Gronk on the other end like can help too? Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady also think about all, all the offseason work that Tom Brady gonna put in with you. Remember, they made a big deal about them going. Uh, Tom Brady was already having twelve on twelves or seven on sevens or whatever. Everybody yeah. was first going through the COVID, so he's a leader. But also, the Bucks got to doing stuff that he likes. Versatile running backs. Look at Leonard Fournette also in these playoffs. Big touchdown catch in the red zone against. Saints has mm-hmm. a great um, run. I think him and Ronald Jones are going to be big trying to come out the um, backfield because if I was Tampa Bay, that's what I would attack the linebackers in Kansas City. Mr. Damian Wilson, Mr. Anthony Hitchens, Mr. X-Cowboys themselves. Also, maybe Sorensen every now and then. If I was Tampa Bay, that's what I would be attacking. That's why I would look for Tampa Bay to attack them with the tight ends and linebackers and then maybe open it up a little bit more for Godwin and Evans and Brand. And then also Tom Brady, man, he's been here before, man. It ain't a situation yeah. that he ain't seen. He won't be shaking. His name was down 28 to 3. Yeah, 28 to 3. <laughs> 28 to 3. And won the game. You know? So yeah, hey, but yeah. but but the team he did that against though. <laughs> right. The team he did exactly. that against though has a history. <laughs> right. They, so, they have a history. So so if, the, if the team Bay, the team he's facing has a history of doing it the other way. So <laughs> Tampa Bay gets off to a fast start. He won't let them get too high. If they get off to a slow start, he won't let them get too low. So hey, wait I a minute. Man. Wait a minute. Didn't Brady come back against Atlanta this year too? <laughs> I mean, it was I mean, <laughs> see, it see was what I'm saying. Atlanta's terrible. Did he do that against we Atlanta? Know. We came back against Atlanta. So what do you say? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> Y'all came, the Bears came hey, back G. against the left. Hey, G. What are you saying? <laughs> don't do that, G. Don't do that. What you mean? Don't, don't do what? Hey, we made the playoffs. Don't talk about us. <laughs> didn't you come up with the phrase, Falcon going Falcon? They did Falcon. No, they Falcons that. going Falcon. I didn't Falcon come up with that. People been, saying that on, people been saying that on Twitter for years. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> hey, you used it. You used Because it. It, it applied. They Falcon. Exactly. The Falcons Falcon. <laughs> The Falcons gonna Falcons. So let me tell you how about Brady came back on them again. They gonna Falcons. Hey, timeout. Um, retroactive detention for the Falcons for losing that game to y'all. Somebody just gotta fall in the damn kick. Just fall in the onside kick, man. Like, <laughs> hey, damn, bro. Like, I mean, how, how, was, how are you the receiving team and not aware that you can fully receive the ball? <laughs> I, I like, I like oh, when stuff cracks you up for somebody. 
Um, hey, shout out, shout out my uncle Larry, man, because I told you he lived in Atlanta. And remember around that time, I was saying, like, he was like, <laughs> he said he already knew it was coming, man. <laughs> hey, hey, the cook, the kick was so mesmerizing. They didn't, it couldn't even jump on it. Like, man, look at the ball spinning. I ain't never seen one like that. Wow, look at his curving and everything. It's getting closer. Get back, get back. Oh, my goodness. But yeah. Like, you, man, you took, like, just, like, how are you that unaware of the game, bro? Like, come on, man. Somebody just fall on me. Like, <laughs> just fall on me. Oh, the left side is. Oh, man. I told my girlfriend about that. She was like, wow. <laughs> You told her, and she actually knew what it was. She understood it. She knew what it meant, man. She, hey, she ain't, she ain't naive. She just, you know, she just don't watch. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> she know what it is. She just like, she was like, wow. <laughs> uh, you had to, it's one of those things you had to be there. We had to be there to see it, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what happened. So, yeah, Tampa Bay, man, they can still win this game. <laughs> like, I don't look at it like no really? super. <laughs> what you say? No, you know how it is when you see somebody and they be stunned and they be like, "Wow, really?" <laughs> like that's actually yeah. what I told about it. So did it. <laughs> Falcons, man. Atlanta Falcons is wow. And and matter of fact, she saw that game when uh, DeAndre Swift dropped the. <laughs> Hey man, me and her need to start watching games together. Something bad always happening. Like when we watch the Bears and the Saints. I mean, bad Javon, to who? Will? When we watch Bears and Saints, Javon Williams dropped the ball. Like, oh man, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Somebody always, somebody always having a mental lapse. Me and her watching it. It was for Javon Williams. <laughs> it was just him against the Saints all year. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just him and the Saints. It was just him and the Saints. Man, I'm muscle, man. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay gonna lose 33-28 yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, because you've already <laughs> given. Cause, hey, I wanna. All right, well, since you already told me what's gonna happen. Oh, give me an X factor then for the Chiefs then. Give me an X factor for the Chiefs. Um, hmm. that's actually a very good question because I've been so honed in on Kansas City's offense that I think I I, I think you I think you hit it on the head with Tyron Matthew. I think it's going to be the defensive coordinator for Kansas City. How do you scheme your pressures to Brady to put that put some of that outside pressure with some of those nickelbacks? And honestly, that's what I would do. Remember. Three years ago, I think, when the Bears was playing the Cardinals, and I was like, Mitch can't read nickelback blitzes. I think mm. Kansas City could could um, use some of the things from that game where they'll put some of the some of the nickelbacks on the edge, and you can see Tyron Matthew blitzing a lot. So I, I would expect to see the Kansas City secondary get more involved in the uh, pass rush, kind of kind of try to make Brady make quick decisions. Okay. If they can um, do that, I think they'll win. And now, I have I think they're going to win anyway. Yeah. yeah, I'm predicting, Um, I think um, the hot streak for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ends in their own building. I think the Chiefs win this game. In a memorable Super Bowl game, I think they win 31-27. Something late, something heroic. That's tough. Big stop late. I don't know who's going to do it. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be dramatic. I don't know how we'll get there. But 31-27. Mahomes and them does it again. Uh, my X factor, since you already gave one for Kansas City, I gotta think of one for Tampa Bay, I would think of. Um it's gonna have to be done defensively. How about a guy like Devin White? You know, the middle linebacker. Hey, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. I mean, right because I mean, he's going he's to have to be stout. He's going to have to hold up against this run. You know, and Andy Reid Andy is something else. The shovel passes. Don't forget also the screens. Edwards Hilaire, Dale Williams. And also, I think he's going to be somewhere in that pass coverage with Tyree Hill and his shallow crosses. And then also, you're going to have Kelsey around there. So I think he's going to have to have. A pretty good, pretty good, decent game, sort of like he had against the um, New Orleans Saints when they beat them in the divisional round. Let me go, Devin White, Tampa Bay. For me, uh, my my X factor for Tampa Bay is kind of similar. It's on their defense, but it's their secondary. How can that secondary? How do you cover? How do you cover these Kansas City Chiefs for uh, four Sean quarters? Murphy Bunting. Uh, Sean yeah, Murphy Sean. Bunting. Yeah, Sean Murphy Bunting. All of them guys. Uh, and, and got a knack for the big play so far. Shout out Carlton Davis, Mr. Who had a knack for getting stiff armed. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> hey, no Tampa Bay. Hey, I'll just call it how I see it. Did that man not get stiff armed multiple times in the NFC Championship game? <laughs> I mean, just saying. <laughs> he did. He was, he was fooled in that championship game. Like, I hate to say it, but he was. But Tampa Bay secondary, that's, that's, my, sec- that's my X factor because Tyreek Hill cannot, he cannot cooked the way he did in that last game. And like you said, I expect double coverage. But now that you're doubling him, what about Nicole Hardman? What about Travis Kelsey? What about those other guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield? What about those other receivers that Mahomes likes to drop it off to last minute? So I just think Kansas City, that Weapons theory on chess. Ooh, I, I, I couldn't. What about our oh, X Factor for Kansas City? How about the offensive line? They yeah, don't have no any fishing. tackles. No they don't have to deal with, with JPP and Shaq Barrett. Vita Vea is back. After everybody thought he was going to be out. He, he's going to help collapse that pocket along when the domino comes through in the middle. You're going to have yeah. to do something with this patchwork line. They said they got everybody practicing every position. They're thin, their depth has been compromised. <laughs> so the offensive line for Kansas City, I know Patrick Mahomes is good with the mobility, but they're going to have to grow. They're going to have to help them out every now and again. Also, they're going to have to be able to run that ball. Wait, you said they got they moving everybody around the line. That's not like the Bears. The last now they said they've just been practicing. Oh. The week. They've been just getting ready just in case injury happened. I have played uh-huh. center a little bit. I have practiced at the guard position. So. No, that means. That makes sense, but that reminds me of the Bears. All them years the Bears had to move their linemen around. They had all them different looks with the line. It reminds me of that a little bit. But 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 that makes sense going into the Super Bowl. That's smart. Yeah, like yeah. get the line, get them ready, get everybody ready. Definitely. That's just common sense, if you ask me. Why did I die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's looking at, but he's 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 got something going on. Okay, man. Um, the carousel started early last late a little bit after our show last week. The carousel started was that last Friday or Saturday, and the Detroit Lions decided to send Matthew Stafford 
to what? the LA Rams. Say that again. The Detroit Lions wanted to get the carousel started with all the quarterbacks. Ah, okay. As they send Matthew Stafford to the Rams with Jerry Goff, um, a lot of picks going that going also with um back to the Lions. Mm-hmm. So um, how do you feel about that? Now you got um Jerry Goff in your division to deal with two times a year. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be real with you, man. I haven't had time to think about that because I'm too worried about who my quarterback gonna be next year. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who my quarterback gonna be next year. So uh, I ain't really had time to think about Jared Goff and who what's gonna be like playing the Lions. I just want to know who's gonna be taking snaps in that orange and blue next year. But uh, I think that's a big pickup for the Lions, man. They get a younger quarterback in Jared Goff. Uh, they already got a young running back in DeAndre Swift. I think what's happening, I think this trade, I think this trade had more to do with the Rams trying to get a quarterback that they feel like they can stand up. A guy they feel like and Matthew Stafford can stay in the pocket, maybe a little bit more experienced. I feel like they wanted to get a more experienced quarterback to go with some of them threat, those threats they have in LA. So uh, to me, this trade was more about the Rams than it was about the Lions. Mm, yeah, definitely a now move. I think they want to try to win the championship, I would guess. Within the next these next couple of years, because Matthew Stafford, two years left on the contract at a yeah. very friendly number, 43 million also. So they are trying to get things done. Um I read a little bit of um Jerry Goff's reaction today. It's, it's his reaction was like, um, wow, I don't know where it quite went. When did it go wrong with me and the Rams? But hey, yeah, this is what they want to do. Hey, I'm all right with it. So, um, so he's looking to um, restart his career with the um, with the yeah. Lions. But if you Matthew Stafford, you got to feel like, hey, I've been around. I've been around a losing situation for most of my career in Detroit. Here I come here now. I got a few weapons on the table. I got a team with sort of a championship pedigree. You know, they've been winning. You know, the Rams have. Been in the Super Bowl, you know they go to um, championship games. You know they've been they've been in the playoffs the last two years. So yeah. you just want to come there and add on and feel like you got a legit chance to win. I mean, you got a great defense over there now. You got Jalen Ramsey, you got Aaron Donald leading the defense. You just want to get there and just add on with Robert Woods and Cup Higby and those guys, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that team. Now. Since that has been done, you know, what's next? I've been hearing that the teams have been hitting up Philadelphia to see what's up. What do they need to call Carson Wentz. You know? I know who I'd like to I know who I'd like to see go get Carson Wentz. <laughs> I know I know I know you I know you probably I know you probably wanted to get Nathan old five pick Peterman before old John Gruden snatched him up. Oh, he, don't start, Z. <laughs> You know, five pick Peterson, such a hot commodity. He couldn't even let him get to the offseason. Five pick Peterman. He had to get Nathan. Five pick hey, Peterman is back. <laughs> we need to make this a priority during Super Bowl media week to get five pick Peterman. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? The return of five Peterman. <laughs> five like pick a, Peterman. Sound like a bad movie series. Sound like yeah, a bad sound, movie series. <laughs> sound like a character off Cheers or something. Hey. <laughs> Oh, five pick Peterman. Get a big old five pick Peterman. So, <laughs> How you doing, Sometimes you want to go. Yeah, you know, 
But um, he's yeah. five pick so, Peter man, what's good? I couldn't so see him saying in about, there with Ted. You were saying about Carson Wentz. Did you like to see Carson Wentz in orange and blue? <laughs> of course, I'd like to see Carson Wentz in orange and blue. Just like okay. I want to see Cam Newton in orange and blue. <laughs> Just like. I mean, I've, I've asked a lot of people in Chicago that question about Carson Wentz, and they've told me, and I've, I haven't really heard too many favorable things about. It it, it depends on how much you're getting them for, because I feel like, I feel like if if you the Bears trying to get Carson Wentz, the Bears have a lot of leverage if they try to get Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is Carson, Carson Wentz has injury history, and two he since been. Benched. However, for the bear, like, I don't, I don't know if they go. I mean, Trubisky. I don't know if they gonna do Trubisky. <laughs> so you essentially, you essentially have Philly Part Two, where it's like, if you want to start, you gotta beat out Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, hey, I think the Bears have some leverage in this. Mm. With the injury, with the injury history, Mommy. with the hin- injury history of the ACL, and now with Nick Foles, and then on top of that, he got benched for Jalen Hurts. So it's like, come on. So oh. Carson Wentz is kind of like, if you ask me, I think he kind of in that same boat Trubisky's in. Like, you kind of got to prove it wherever you go next. Okay, well, I mean, who's? I mean, also, who's to say that he's going anywhere? I mean. Look, you look at the LA yeah, situation. That's a, that's a look good like Sean McVay is the guy that really wasn't signing off or didn't show too much confidence in Jared Goff as they got laid on in the year. So hey, they popped him off, sent him to Detroit. I guess like hey, Sean McVay is seeing Jared Goff every day. If he if he think they can get to another level, let's do it, let's stay with the coach and get us another quarterback in here. In Philadelphia, it's almost like the total opposite thing. Right, they changed Doug coach. Peterson, yeah, Doug Peterson, now they changing the coach. They're saying, hey, we gave Carson Wentz a lot of money. Doug exactly. Peterson, we think, we think we can still get something out of this guy. I don't know I what can't. the disconnect was, but we're going to get you up out of here and bring another coach in here to work with Carson Wentz. Hey, time out. Like, while I'm here, man, while we talk to Philly, I'm going to say the same thing about Philly that I felt about the, about the Cubs when they fired Joe Madden. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, he brought you the, the only title in Philly's case. But it's like the only time. It's like, really? That's how quick y'all forget. That was literally two Super Bowls ago. Yeah, so how, <laughs> how much cachet does the championship... Like I mean, how much cachet does, 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 does the championship give you? I mean, does it give you like... Does it give you like a, a license to have one atrocious season and another Man. mediocre season? Wait a minute, what was that? What was that, three? Was it two or three? I'm trying to think, 54, 50... Yeah, that was three Super Bowls ago. So it was like three three years. I can understand after this year, but I can understand why they fired him after this year because like somebody should have won that NFC East and it wasn't them. So <laughs> so it wasn't them. So I can understand. So I understand why, but it's I feel like he, he hasn't done that bad since when they they lost to Seattle in the playoffs last year, right? Yes. So it's like you're a year removed from the playoffs. What do you expect? Like you're not gonna win the Super Bowl every year, just like when the Cubs won the World Series and they kept getting in the hunt I mean, and kept losing. You're not gonna I mean, win every year. It's for the most part, I mean, for the most part, but last year for them winning the division, losing to Seattle, I mean, I mean, the division last year was atrocious. Really, last year, also. You, know. you know, you know, yeah. So <laughs> it, it was like it was like four, like four drunk guys 
arguing over a bottle, a half a pint of Jim Bean. You know, 16 years. <laughs> yeah, and that's really what the week is. That's really what the division has been the last two years. You know, but Washington, but Washington got won the, argument. Washington got the Jim Bean this year. Give me the the 10th pick overall in the Jameis. You know how I feel about it. (laughs) The 10th pick overall in the (laughs) Jameo. That's how I feel about that, brother. So, you know. Hey, brother. Give me the Jameo, brother. (laughs) Give me the Jameo, brother. Man, man, man. Oh, man. Give me the Jameo, brother. Yes, sir. That's where I feel about that. Just how I feel about that. Philadelphia winning, losing Carson Wentz, and or possibly losing Carson Wentz, and in a bad NFC East, the NFC least. A bad NFC East. Where Brandon at? Um, he should be at home. I don't know if he's in the chat or not. Nah, but, uh, ain't no chat. <laughs> ain't no chat. Ain't no chat. But it, even if it ain't one, you know. I feel you. So, here's the first. You know, so, <laughs> so just think about it. Damn, a 40 vehicle pile up in Iowa. Wow. Nice. Um, so just think about this. The quarterbacks that have changed already. Stafford to the Rams, Golf to the Lions, Peterman to the Raiders. <laughs> Did Adam you really Shepter put that said, in there with that? <laughs> yes, yes. Because Adam Schefter. ESPN's Adam Shepard said the over and under for quarterback movement in the offseason would be 18. He chose the over in 18. So we're okay. already at three. Three. We haven't <laughs> made, yeah, made it to the big game. We're already at three. And we know Deshaun Watson is going to hold the Texas hostage, which is probably why Justin Adams has decided to take. He, he might just make his return next week. I know he's going to be off on every Thursday next week. But, you know, it's a tough time yeah. for Houston. Everybody's leaving. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, and if I'm waiting on Scarface to Jay Preston to leave Houston, too. I mean, Deshaun oh, Watson. Oh, that's left. wrong. <laughs> I mean, Deshaun Watson to left. You got James Harden to left. Russell Westbrook to left. Red JJ Watt want to go. JJ Watt want to go. You know, George so. Springer. Um, but he, I know, I know if Justin was here, I know, I know you got, he would probably, he would probably buy you a beer. You know why? I don't even know if he drinks beer. But I think Justin no, I would, buy, Justin would, would buy, buy you a beer. Simply because his new coach, David Cully, went back into the, to, to the roots of the Bears, bringing back Lovey Smith, the defensive coordinator, Josh McCown, who was a special assistant to his offense. So that's some, that's some. So are they trying to become the Bears? I mean, I don't know. That's some lineage that y'all can share together. <laughs> Maybe y'all can know know what to expect from each other. So wait for y'all to bond. And you know, you know, I know about you know, I know about Lovey coaching at coaching the Bears and at U of I. Yeah, so I feel like that'd be something y'all can bond. Go Lovey. Go Josh McCown. Yeah. <laughs> Go Lovey. Go Chiefs. Go Josh McCown. Go Bulls. Go Bears. Go Chiefs this weekend only. Go Bears. <laughs> Class is now in session. Tune into Students of the Game, where Drs. Joseph Gregory, Christopher Rouse, and Justin Adams don't tolerate liars or hypocrites. Word of the week from anybody who wants to start. 
Hold on, let me get back to my notes. I had it. No, I didn't. I didn't have one yet. You're in detention for lying. <laughs> Straight up. He just said he had it in his notes. All right, my word of the week is lying. About it, he said, no, he didn't. Word of the week is, um, word of the week is, um, well, his detention. He's doing the same thing he did. He didn't laugh at him. He didn't do the exact same thing he did. No, I didn't lie. He didn't lie. He didn't lie. I didn't lie. I didn't lie. He didn't lie. He didn't lie. Why you lying? Why you always lying? Students of the game, available on multiple platforms where podcasts are heard, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and available on social media on Twitter at SOTG Chicago and Facebook at Students of the Game Chicago. Students of the game, be informed, be entertained. Class dismissed. Yo, what's good? This is your boy, Robert Reflex, the host of the Hip Hop Pharmacy Presents. You're about to get a sports education with my brothers, the students of the game. Um, you're going to get to it? Let's get it. You're going to get to it? Yo. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Yo. Word of the week. All right. You know what to do. I have stuff. Now, you know what you're supposed Bad to do. Start the PL, man. Don't do that. There you go. Man, <laughs> There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> I believe every great should has their own theme music, and this is our interpretation of our theme music. James Brown and the Blackbirds. Yeah. Black Creek Park. Yeah. Clean sweep. <laughs> Black History Month. He got the Make clean sweep, baby. Month. Black History Month. <laughs> He finally he got the Black clean sweep. He did it for Black Bad History Month. Bad mother. Shout out the real. Shout out the red, green, and the black, baby. <laughs> the red, green, and the black. Let's get I it. Might, I'm, I might play that. I might play that later on when I get in the shower. He got the clean sweep. Let's get it. The fun for deadly, baby. <laughs> word of the week. Uh, my word of the week is absent because Justin Adams is absent this week. I don't, I'm assuming he's working or he's doing something with his wife. But he's absent this week. Whatever the reason is for his absence, it's cool. But I wanted to hear what Justin had to say about uh, Deshaun Watson this week and the end his thoughts on the Super Bowl. So shout out to shout out to Justin, but he's absent this week. Just saying. Man, you something else. Oh, he is absent. No, like I lied. <laughs> no, you ain't lie. I'm just saying you something else. You don't think that you something else. I I know that you're something I just, else. I just said that. I just said that was my word of the week, bro. <laughs> That's all I said, man. My <laughs> word of the week is spectacle. Okay. It's an event or a scene regarded in terms of its visual impact. And you know, the big spectacle around oh, Super Bowl 55, you know, is about Mahomes and Brady. And it's always great to have media day, right? But we're being robbed of that by COVID. Yeah. So it's been like a big... Mi- media zoom thing and, <laughs> like we doing like we doing that <laughs> and the players cannot come to Tampa Bay until Saturday did you see that so and it's still and then the Chiefs of, right didn't the Chiefs have a barber that had COVID or something like that I was finna get into that it's part yeah. of my detention it's definitely part of my detention oh, but my um my bad. don't worry about it but don't worry about it yeah but um the spectacle of it all, you know, it's just not the same spectacle, but it is still a big event nonetheless because you want to see if the Chiefs can repeat and you want to see if Brady can 
win number seven without Belichick and the New England Patriots. So, spectacle. That's my. You about, you about to say Grunt? You about to say Grunt? But he's still there too. You wanted to say Grunt, but he's still there too. <laughs> hey, that's one of the we- that was one of the first weapons to leave that made Brady want to leave. Right, Rob, right. Rob wanted to retire and do the stuff with the acting and everything. Yeah. WWE WrestleMania 33. And all of that. Yeah. So spectacle. Okay. I only got one gold star this week. And it goes to and it goes to Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto uh, Raptors. 54 uh, points, eight threes. Uh, he said a he set a new NBA record for uh points by an undrafted player in the game. So shout out Fred Van Vliet. He, uh, undrafted undrafted man record for points mm-hmm. by an undrafted player in a game a player mm-hmm. who was in the nba g league when we was when we were at windy city mm-hmm. uh he's from he's from rockford so shout out to fred van vliet for that so gold star to fred van vliet man former wichita state shocker back when they was undefeated that one year yeah man my um can i share that gold star with you with fred van vliet? yeah go ahead Oh yeah, go ahead, and, man. Yeah, and, and another crazy. thing about that performance, with that fifty-four point performance, you know, like you said, the most ever by an undrafted player. He only took twenty-four shots. Twenty-four shots. And what was it? What was he like? Eight from thirteen from three or something like that. Like he had a, like a crazy game from three. Only took twenty-four shots. Only other person yeah. to even be in the neighborhood of that was James Harden. He had sixty points. I forgot who was against, but he only took twenty-five shots in the game. Yes, he had a lot of free throws in that game. You know, you know the stuff that you don't like about James Harden and everything. Yeah, that's what happened. I haven't. I, have I don't like. Goals. It's not that I don't like it. I just think I don't like that it's attributed. That's yeah, that's I'm sorry. He shot a. I'm sorry, Fred Van Vliet. That's who's that. Uh, Fred Van Vliet shot 11 of 14. What's that? Points 11 of 14 from three. And it ain't that I don't like James Harden. I just don't like that the fouls get attributed to his scoring. I think that's basketball IQ more than it is scoring. No more. Mm-hmm. Hey, you good? work smart, not hard. That's what he be doing when he's doing <laughs> the foul. He wasn't smart. Yeah, I mean, I feel Leading the league in assists now. I don't know. I don't know. How many... How many Philadelphia Eagles have I given gold stars to? People no, no, but it's been a while. It's been a I mean, lot. People you associated had... with the NFC East, period. Ron Rivera getting over cancer. The fan from the Eagles had, earlier. The fan from the Eagles that reached yeah. out to Dak Prescott. Yeah. Now I'm giving out a gold star to Jalen Hurts. Who gave, oh, man, another Eagle. Who donated $30,000 <laughs> to a family whose seven-year-old son is suffering from cancer. He's helping them buy a new house that they need with special things that they need to cook with the house. So I thought that was a nice thing to do, man. So Jalen Hurts is being a good dude, man. You get a gold star. Gold star, cool. Gold star to Jalen Hurts. Gold star, double gold star for Fred Van Vliet since we sharing that one. What you got for detention, man? I'm actually... I'm actually with a drowned detention this week, man. I don't really have too much. I don't have I don't have nothing on detention this week, man. I'm good. I got three. Actually, I take that back. Uh detention to the Clippers at the ending of that game last night to the net on Tuesday to the Nets. Like, how how do y'all leave? Who was that? Jeff Green? How do y'all leave Jeff Green wide open at the end of the, on the other side of the court? 
to the point where Reggie Jackson had to take a foul just to, yeah, <laughs> to try to keep Green the Clippers didn't really from the game. The ball. And then Jeff he Green converted. Really shoot it. And then he converts a three-point play. He foul, <laughs> he he like, oh, what the hell? And threw it up and he scored. That and then he crazy. converts a three-point play to pretty much ice the game. <laughs> yeah. so, so go so detention to the Clippers for that uh that uh mental lapse. Just because I and needed something. <laughs> and that's it, only detention. <laughs> so only detention this week. That's all I got. I actually looked I got four. Damn. <laughs> they I pissing mean, you off this week. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, people pissed me off this week. All right, well, up, man. let's get it started. <laughs> the look on your face, man. The look on your face about this. Now, let's Who start it off it, with. Did it? Let's start it off with the aforementioned barber from the Chiefs. You talking about a team facing a close shave over nineteen, literally right before Super Bowl Fifty Five. Daniel Kilgore, I can't. I got to get this guy. Kilgore, the lineman. Yeah, he was kill, actually kill getting his haircut. Haircut. When they picture. got this guy's COVID test back, and they stopped him in mid cut, like why his head was stopped him in mid cut. He took a picture he of that it. man up out, and they took a picture of it and everything. Now it was him and Marcus Robinson. The Marcus Robinson, only two people they said that I guess really deemed is in close contact with him. All they yeah. COVID tests so far have been negative. So if they, I guess, be negative again tomorrow, they'll be able to fly the team back on Saturday. But man, if you finna come cut our hair in these COVID times, ain't nobody had the they had the temperature thing like they got plus the USC. Right. I was like, why didn't anybody check that before he started getting cut, giving cuts? Like I, I'm assuming they did, but it's like, how? How does that happen? Like, shouldn't you clear him before you do that? Man, can you imagine he would have been cutting Pat Mahomes' head? Man, oh, excuse me, sneezing. Oh my goodness! Not even that. Not even just that. Like, considering that COVID, like, that's serious, man. Like, you know, yeah, somebody. I, I read somebody like died. Yeah. I saw. I read somebody like a doctor died, or somebody died because like a patient sneezed in their face or something like that. I'm like, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Very serious, man. So. Very serious. I mean. That could have really went way left. So, man, I don't know if I'm going to get a bob of the detention of the Chiefs. Right. Having them in there, but somebody well, got to get it. Some, so somebody with the COVID protocols, like, clear that man before you got him cutting people here. I'm, 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 if I find a man named, he getting another detention next week. I was, I was, I was looking, I was looking under hell and high water, under all kind of rocks and hard places for us. Um, the second detention. Shout out to my man, my former instructor, Joe. about the protocol. You got The Giacomo. The Giacomo. Shout out to him because he was watching the same thing I was watching Tuesday night with the Illinois Indiana game. And these officials, these officials definitely were in on the act. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't seen blue chips the other day. Shout out. Shout out Drew Marion. He was like, man, these Big Ten officials have been ass. <laughs> he, Drew was exactly right. <laughs> he was mad about that. So I was like, damn, Drew. I was right. mad, too. <laughs> I know I was waking up people in my house. I mean, they have to come and see some of these calls that people are making. The yeah. foul that Ayo fouls out on, that's a block. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a block. It's an easy call. Hey, they got the and win. Then, they got the and win. And then the one they fouled on um, Georgie out on. Oh, my God. 
Oh hey. my. my God. I don't know what Archie hey. Miller like. Hey, Giacomo tweeted him know what Archie Miller paid through reps. <laughs> 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 but they were awful. They were god awful. They were terrible. Didn't he line out win anyway though? They won the game. anyway. Mm, by four. Man, yeah. It won by four, <laughs> but it was very tough. It was a tough game, man. It's hard when you're playing against eight people and three of them get on strike. <laughs> so, Apparently, it ain't hard. Tough. They still would. <laughs> they won by yeah. four points in overtime. <laughs> man, that was a hard-fought victory. So you mean to tell uh, me the officials – you mean to tell me the officials went against the Illini and they still needed overtime to beat them? And, they, and they, even in overtime, they yeah. couldn't beat the Illini? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's, that's what it sounds like you telling me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what. That's exactly what I'm telling. You. That's what happened. Um, another detention. I L L I N I. Morgan Whalen, the country music superstar, was caught using a racial slur outside his Nashville house this weekend, and has now seen his whole world fall apart. He's being taken off radio stations, being dropped by record labels. Man, you know, in this day of age, you know, in this day of age, you cannot say that word. You just can't say it. Can't say that word, especially mm-hmm. if you're a white person. And now, I mean, a racial slur of any kind right now is going to get you, it's going to cost you financially, especially if you're a star. You know what I'm saying? You just got to know that. So, very irresponsible act by him, you know. So, Definitely, definitely in detention for me, you know. No, I feel you. So, I'm with you on that. I feel no you. Room, no room for, for the racial overtone right now. The racist overtone right now. You know what I'm saying? Going through enough stuff right now in this world, we don't need that right now. Any type of exactly. anything to continue to try to separate the human race by being racist, you know, not cool at all. So. I'm glad to see what's happening to him. As far as the record yeah. label, he sent out an apology saying, unfortunately, he was caught um, using a slur or whatever. That's the part. Unfortunately, he was caught. Because it probably ain't the first time. <laughs> it's this time your ass got caught. So, man, he's in um, detention. One more detention. One more detention. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. What's up? What's, what's up? What's, what's up with um? I gotta know what's up with the baseball people and the um the lady reporters, man. What's going on, man? Yeah, man, Mickey, we got another story. Mickey Callaway. Forget that. What's up with the what's up with the Mets, man? What's up with these people that got ties to the Mets? Like Cohen. I don't know. Now I'm Callaway. What's going on with that? And matter of fact, Cohen, what's the guy that did it for the Callaway had a I'm sorry, not Cohen. Yeah, not Cohen. Before you go there, let me get into Mickey Callaway. Mickey Callaway. Mickey Callaway has been sending inappropriate texts, inappropriate pictures to five different female reporters of himself, bed chested, all kind of lewd comments. He's been suspended by the um, Anaheim Angels. I don't know how long the suspension is for. Actually. And by the way, not not Cohen. Uh, Jerry Leto, not Cohen for the Mets. Jerry Porter. I'm sorry. Cohen is Jerry Porter. Jerry Porter. It did that while he was with the Cubs, actually. He's a with the Cubs, he, yes, exactly. He, and then the Mets he, he hired him. Yes. He worked he, while he was with the Cubs. But yeah, I don't know what's going on with these people, man. Yeah. He sent himself bed chested. You know, he must have like, hey, you don't see too many 55-year-old men looking like this, huh? <laughs> I mean, what is he oh, sending goodness. out to these people, man? 
<laughs> What's going on, man? Didn't she? What's going on with baseball people? Yeah. What's up with them? And in the Mets, keep like people that have been in the Mets, that have been in the Mets, and they both have been in the Mets. They're making some bad hires. The message is attracting people with scandal. Who who's it? They got the job. Um, they got the job as manager. Is that Bill, Bill Tran? Got the job. Bill Tran. They had to let him go. Yep. Bill Tran. They, they fired they had him to let him go because, because of the trash can. Because of the garbage. Because of the garbage can bang banging scam or whatever they were doing down there in Houston. So, you know, Adam's not here hey, for that stuff. So this smoke. man. Uh, hey, so so he really got fired over trash. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, they're just doing all kind of all kind of things. So Mickey Callaway, um, too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt. So I'm gonna send hey, you time a picture Mickey, wait a I mean, minute. People, didn't man. Mickey Callaway like? Didn't he have an issue with like a reporter when they played the Cubs last year too? Like a Cubs said, like a, a reporter said something to Mickey Callaway and he threw him out the locker room, or am I mixing that up with somebody? Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if it was the cook. Yeah, I, I think I think I remember that. Yeah. Like he threw somebody out the locker room because the dude told him like good evening or something like that. <laughs> oh, like, man. What's going on with the Mets, man? I don't know. <laughs> That's wild, bro. What's up with the Mets? What's up with the Mets, bro? Like get it together. I mean, I don't know. I'm about to do. I'm about to do some more digging into the hiring practices. <laughs> yeah, that was. You're right. That was Callaway. That was Callaway yeah. last year. November uh, of 19, June 19. Yeah, I'm about to check into their hiring practices, man. I don't know what's going on. Remember, remember, remember when we first started this show? Mr. Met gave somebody a middle finger, but he didn't have five fingers, so it wasn't really a middle finger. <laughs> So all type of stuff with that. All type of stuff with that story. I mean, so what, what, what's that? The first finger from the right or something? The second finger from the left? So he showed him. So he showed him the ring. He showed him the ring finger. I guess. Told him to kiss the ring. <laughs> oh man, what's going on? Shout outs, man. Shout out Justin, man. I don't know. Like he couldn't show shout up this week. Justin but, Adams. Yeah. Shout out Justin, man. Shout out, I mean, shout out my dude. I mean, we're expecting them big things from them next week. I know that. I just want to say uh, positive energy to everybody heading into this weekend. And also be safe, man. I mean, be safe with all the COVID stuff going on. But especially here in Chicago, man, it is still snowing outside. So uh, <laughs> be out, safe out shout there. Shout out to all the graduates from, um, that graduated from Illinois Media School last week. Latest installment of graduates. Um. Let's see what else I got. What else I got? What else I got? What else I got? Uh... What else you got? What else you got? I don't know. I don't know. Wrap it got. up. I don't know who's got <laughs> new music out. So we're going to do this like Saran and wrap it up. I don't either, man. I haven't been on the man. music tip lately, man. I was asking y'all at work the other day who had the music. I don't even know. Yeah, you were. I don't I don't know. Who <laughs> I don't even know, bro. I know Benny the Butcher dropping a... He dropping March, March 19th. Yeah, March 19th with yeah, him uh, and Harry Frog. Can't wait on that. No, him and Harry Frog. Him and Harry Frog okay. supposed to be dropping uh, the plug. The plugs I met too. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I'm waiting yeah, on the that. plugs I met too. Waiting Me on that too, because that's the only thing I got to look out for. That and a Drake's album. Like wait, that and Drake's album, but Drake pushed it back because he had surgery. So okay, <laughs> hopefully he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, so, man, <laughs> shout out to those man. 
like my man always say, positive energy for everybody going into the weekend. Keep striving for perfection, living out your dreams, whatever you do. Put, put you all into it. You know how we do it. And man, stay blessed and stay fresh. And hopefully we'll see you next week when we do this again. Don't forget yes, those social media tags. Check me out on Twitter at JoeStuff17. Check us out on our page, Estin to the Game. Shout out to Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah, they- How about that? Yeah. I did James Juicy Brown. SOTG Chicago. Man, SOTG Chicago. Yeah, check out that um Justin Adams. Check out the Art of the Science podcast at yeah. Art of the Science on Twitter. Check that out. And also yeah. check us out on Facebook by us. same page, same name, students of the game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can catch me on Twitter at King Ross21, K-I-N-G-R-U-S-E 21. Also on Instagram, World Class Hoops Podcast, episode six coming this weekend. On Facebook at World Class Who's Podcast and on Twitter at WCHP Media. So plenty of content, man. Definitely a lot of content. I had two drops today, so be on the lookout for those. And with that being said, no further ado. We'll see y'all next Thursday. Dr. Chris Rouse. I'm Dr. Chris. I'm Dr. Joseph Gregory. I'm not you. Are you changing name? I'm you change your name? I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about it. You know, Dr. Chris <laughs> Gregory don't sound bad. I'm actually Dr. Yeah. Joseph Gregg. He's Dr. Chris Rouse. Class is dismissed. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 129 in the books. But she said. Ah, we out of there.